Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. Today is about God coming to us incarnate. And so they talk about the incarnation, how it's interacting with people. There's a great quote in here by St. John Christensen, which says, In nothing do we draw so close to God as in doing good to man. What a neat quote. They talk a lot about Matthew 25 and how poverty impacts all of us and what we can do to help curve poverty and why it's so important to help those in need. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Casting the Net, and we'll see you again next week. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, once again, Father Dave Rick, together, casting the net. Glad that you're taking a moment to be with us as we continue our our conversation, uh, a conversation about faith being impactful and influential in, in daily living. And uh, as I look across the table, Rick, how you, what do you how you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm better for talking to you, Father. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to that. I think you're the first person to tell me that. Oh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> but, but when you consider what, you know, the people I've talked to today. <laughs> you know. Well. You have an opportunity to use a few more words right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, what what's on our docket for today? Well, we're still working through um, encountering God in, or, in ordinary life, our ordinary lives, and I think we've moved out of um, the more theoretical hmm. uh, aspect of the discussion and and. You know, talking about how God's present in creation as the creator and talking about how God is present um, through his incarnation. And I think we're ready to move into um, a more practical phase of the discussion. And, and instead of starting with, you know, practically speaking, encountering God in creation, which I think we'll get to eventually, I think maybe mm-hmm. it would be best to start with um, some practical implications of um, God coming to us incarnate, just mm-hmm. because I think for most of us that that's going to be more relevant for our lives, just you know, on, a, on a daily basis. Not that we don't go on walks and admire the beauty of the physical creation and and see God there, but just I think for most of us, um, you know, really what we're talking about when we talk about implications of the incarnation, we're talking about interacting with people, mm. you know, and most of us do that all the time. So, yes. Um, how about we start there? Yeah, I think that's a great starting point. Okay. How do how do we do that? <laughs> I was hoping you'd know. <laughs> no, I think um, <clears throat> for me, just reflecting and and thinking about how to how to kick this off earlier today. Um, I thought of a a fourth century church father named Saint John Chrysostom, mm. Mm. Um, Bishop of Constantinople, which is now Istanbul and Turkey. Um, at the time, it was the, the capital mm. of the Byzantine Empire, yes. which is really just a, a continuation of the Roman Empire. Yes. I mean, they, they thought of themselves as Romans. They referred to themselves as Romans, but um, we call them now Byzantines from from hindsight. And, uh, you know, for, for as much as I admire ancient Rome and, and later ancient Byzantium, um, Byzantine Empire was it was a pretty brutally corrupt place, mm. you know, so much so that we 
we use the word Byzantine now to describe things that are uh, deceitful and devious. Yeah, right. and, and so that's that's sort of the world that <clears throat> St. John Chrysostom was was inhabiting and, and, uh, and ministering in. Um, and he, he addressed this often in his sermons to the people. He addressed um, the exploitative nature of you know, the rulers of the time, um, the abusive nature of the rulers of the time. Um, and he very, you know, boldly asserted, I mean, this is, this is a verbatim quote. He says, in nothing do we draw so close to God as in doing good to man. Mm. In nothing do we draw so close to God as in doing good to human beings, humans. You know, man is how he, sure. he stated it, but sure. that's what he was getting sure. at. And, you know, with, with words like that, Chrysostom in, inevitably sort of ran afoul of um, important folks in Constantinople, pr- principally the, the Empress, which yes. you, know, you never want to do, but that's yeah. what he did. <laughs> right. Um, and he was eventually arrested and died from maltreatment. But in nothing do we draw so close to God as in doing good to man. You know, it's a line that that could have been taken straight from Scripture. Right? Sure, I mean that's that's that we we hear that sort of thing uh, echoed throughout the pages of Scripture so often. And for yeah. me, Matthew twenty five is is the biggie that pops to my mind. Sure, or something like that. Sure, and to those unfamiliar, that's our Lord uh, setting forth a standard of action. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> of of responding to those whom we encounter in their need. With love, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he he goes so far as to um, identify himself with those who are lacking, yes. you know, those those who are poor, those who are destitute. He yes. says, you know, um, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. You know, you invited me in. I was naked. I was sick. Whatever you did to the least of these, you did to. Me, not for. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's translated that way, but the more accurate yes. translation is to. Whatever you did to the least of these, you did to me. It's a pretty astonishing claim. Yes. You know, um, the distance between Christ and his people, you know, especially the poor, is is abolished. It's evaporated. Yeah, that's you know, right. It's, it's gone. Poof. Um, because love hates distance. And, and yeah. God in Christ, um, you know, he hasn't approached us indirectly through third parties, he, he's come in himself and closed the gap. Right. That's you know? right. Um, taking on the form of a man and dwelling as, as one who is poor, right? The mm-hmm. Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matthew 25 is a standard for, for Christian life to be lived. It's, it's, it's action that has to be practiced in those in whom we encounter in their need that we can't sit on the sideline. Now here's here's the the salient point. It's not done as a as an act of kindness or um some sort of um charitable extension. It's an encountering Christ That's right. in those who are in need. Yeah. Right? Seeing Christ there. Uh, responding to those in need, extreme need, as if it is Christ himself whom they're meeting. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting to look at a, look at how various figures from the tradition have read that passage. I mean, St. Francis of Assisi, you know, he can 
given everything we've just said, you know, he right. can he can with justification say that you know when when I kissed the leper, I, I was truly kissing Christ. You know, not not symbolically, but truly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that's amazing. It's astonishing. Yeah. What? How different would it be if, if, if today for the rest of the day, <laughs> right? We really took that to heart, and in all of those whom we, whom we encounter the rest of the day, and are, are pining to see Christ, or expecting to see Christ, or going to see Christ, um, it would be a lot different world. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, we, we're we're talking about how to encounter God in the ordinary. Um, and without diluting what Scripture says about God's special closeness to the, the the poor, the materially poor, I think we can extrapolate and say and apply apply what we're saying now to a lot of different types of poverty. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if it's accurate to say pretty much everyone we encounter is poor in some way or another. But think about poverty, uh, the poverty of being a sinner, the poverty yeah. of being ignorant. Yeah. The poverty of being depressed, the poverty yeah. of being addicted. Sure, I mean, throughout the course of our day, you know, in our homes, running errands, um, dropping kids off at school and picking them up, going to sporting events, whatever, you you will encounter people who are poor. Yeah, um, and when you minister to those people, you are ministering to Christ because Christ, in a really mysterious way, I mean, a lot of the church fathers speak of Christ being sacramentally present. Mm in the poor. Um, there's, there's a line from, uh, a sermon by St. Gregory of Nyssa, who's another fourth century church father. He was Bishop of Nyssa, which is, was a small town in Turkey. So not too far from where John Chrysostom mm. was. Um, I, I, I don't have the quote verbatim, but he says it's something along the lines of Christ lends or lent his person <laughs> to the poor, like donated it basically. Yeah. So that, um, so that those people who despise the poor and reject and refuse to minister to the poor, um, you know, spurn them, they will be embarrassed. They will be shamed, mm. put to shame by it. So it's really powerful. Like it's hard to overstate or emphasize too much um, the identification of Christ and, and those who are suffering and what an opportunity that gives us to uh, to encounter God through through that ident- identification, yeah, through the think, opportunities think to, to minister. All of those impoverished. And I really appreciated you extrapolating that, that poverty itself. Don't just think rags no. or, 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 um, or forlorn or disheveled. The, the, uh, the poverty that you mentioned in a variety of different ways um, through emotional distress, mm-hmm. the poverty you have mentioned in so many different ways through spiritual distress, and a, even a physical poverty doesn't mean doesn't mean how the government um, categorizes poverty. Right. There could be a an absence of resources um, to be able to navigate some particular difficulty. Um, it, 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 well, for someone, I was thinking the poverty that that I experienced uh, living abroad in a foreign country and having to navigate. Um, culture mm. and um, local language and local dialect mm-hmm. a little bit different than some of the the, um, the the standard language that I learned and there's there's an impoverishment there and oh, yeah. with it there's a vulnerability ter- uh, there's a vulnerability sure yeah sure. and for those that 
responded with kindness just as I'm, gosh, I'm going back a lot of years now, but there were some who made a really concerted effort to be patient, or at least that's how I experienced it. And with their patience to provide a net of safety. Yeah. Right. And I didn't have any harrowing experience, um, though it was a wonderful, wonderful encounter. Here I am recalling it so many years later. So let's, Let's think of poverty as it presents itself to us in ordinary experience and not disqualify yourself from that because we're we're not going to the homeless shelter, we're not going to the food pantry or the mm-hmm. or the uh, the hot meal kitchen. That's right. That's right. And in fact the church gives us um I kind of think of them, of them as something like umbrella terms, um ways for us to uh ways for us to minister to the various types of poverty that we encounter throughout the course of the, day, the corporal and spiritual works. Oh of mercy. yeah, mercy. yeah. That's a that's a great that's a great starting place actually. I think oh, for absolutely the, for the Christian life, and it's a great yeah. standard by which we can evaluate our our own living the faith. Yeah are are you being are you being patient with the wrongs that you are enduring? Are you forgiving injuries? Are you, are you trying to to counsel? Are you trying to um, instruct the ignorant? Are you trying to admonish, you know, in whatever form that takes the sinner. Um, and then, then on top of the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the corporal, the works of mercy that deal uh, with more bodily forms yes. of poverty. But um, and th- these are all ways to, uh, to encounter Christ through ministering to those who, uh, who are in need. And, and in some way we're all, we're all in need. We're all yeah. broken people. And your, your assertion, assertion, which is echoing the church teaching Trying to anyway. <laughs> Amplified through the fathers is the very presence and power of Christ within those yeah. who are expressing need and vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not as if Christ is observing an opportunity. Right. And how are we going to, you know, we're in the, we're in the mousetrap mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's watching, but rather within that very person and even within the, let's say the, um, the 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 movement within us, the stirring within us, uh, even to recognize someone itself as a manifestation there, the movement of the spirit, and then we're left with a choice: how am I going to respond, and how ought I to respond? Really, is, right? Is now all of this happens in milliseconds, typically. That's right. In ordinary experience, yeah. Um, do I lend a hand? Do I offer an encouraging word? Um, do I take a breath and? and just proceed patiently, et cetera, et cetera, yet very practical, everyday mm-hmm. opportunities to encounter Christ and to grow in sanctity and holiness. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, taking stock at the end of the day, you find that you, I mean, you fail as many times as you succeed. You know, yeah. I, I can think of uh, really vivid examples from my own recent um, recent history, like the last four days, glaring examples of times when I should have done better. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, um, times when by God's grace, I, I did okay. Yeah. You know, I, I just, just a couple of days ago, I was, um, I, I, uh, let me preface this by saying I'm not a coffee drinker. I I've tried, I tried in grad school, just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get over the taste. So when I need coffee, I generally turn to a Coke. Okay. Um, and I, 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 but this, you this don't sounds... really need coffee. If you need a Coke, you need a Coke. If you have a Coke. You lost me. <laughs> I, did, I needed caffeine. <laughs> <already>. <laughs> and, okay. and, 
And Coca-Cola would be the uh, the the way I uh, sure the alternative. That, yeah. So now, this is leading somewhere. Oh, it is. It is. It, it to an to an unfortunate encounter at a Chick Fil A parking lot. <laughs> oh, with some children. But, no, no children. Oh, no children okay. present. Okay. Uh, neither one of the examples, my my success and my failure, have any children involved. Oh. So um, please share. Yeah. No. So I um I. Was, oh, so so I, I generally get my Cokes from Chick-fil-A. This may sound crazy. I think it tastes better. It tastes different. I, I can't explain it. It might it's just power of marketing. It might but be go psychological. Ahead. But, <laughs> go ahead. We'll uh, go with that. So, you know, Chick-fil-A, like many uh, many places, they, 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 they try to direct the flow of traffic. You know, yeah. so, and they're, 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 I think, pretty clearly um, marked arrows on the, on the parking lot. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a good citizen, so I follow those arrows, you know. Sure. Um, and I assume everyone else will too, but, uh, this particular day, somebody, um, was, was driving in, uh, not with the flow of traffic and I wasn't paying attention. I about hit the guy and oh, we, wow. we both pulled into, um, you know, parking spots that, that were adjacent to each other. And I was, you know, I needed my caffeine. I was a little prickly, you know, and I, I, I made kind of a snide remark to the guy. I shouldn't have done it, but I did about, uh, you know, paying attention to arrows and, and this guy, he was a kid, really. He was 21, 22 years old, like a Uber Eats driver or something. He uh, he lit me up. I mean, not physically, but he he roughed me up pretty good verbally. You know, I, I hadn't been spoken to like that in a long time. Hmm. And uh, after I shook off the shock of it all, a couple hours later, I thought, you know, Rick, that was that was your chance. Like the way he reacted, that was about him. It wasn't about you. Hmm. You know, the way he was, you know, conducting himself. That was that was an opportunity right there to minister, mm. um, and so I, I I failed pretty abjectly. Well, at the let time, me, let me let me come to the defense here of my uh, my friend across oh, the table. That's nice of you. <laughs> <clears throat> if if we stay with his example, the the appropriate response might have been not to further engage somebody. I mean, if it's if it's a bit if it's a bit of a strong and assertive, mm-hmm. you know, a negative response uh, that's that's trending towards yeah. hostile, right? Sure, sure. We want to de-escalate a situation, yeah. and not let it spiral into something worse. No, but if I, if I had taken a moment, you know, not said anything, and even oh, done something as simple as hold the door open, you know. I see. Maybe that's maybe that simple act could have been something he needed that day. I see. You know what I mean? I see. The initial kind of the initial response to yeah. him when you first got out, though it, though once he responded in such a forceful way, certainly not to you know provoke further. Oh no, is 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 just prudent. Yeah. You know, even but, though you could have, you know, intellectually have, have handled that physically, probably have handled that. That mm. wouldn't have been a good thing. No, no. <laughs> But so a failure, a failure at the time. But then, but then looking back on it later on in the day, like taking a moment to take to take stock and to um, to assess, it, yeah. it was a moment for growth or, or, yeah. or an opportunity for growth for me. Isn't it exceptionally difficult when emotions are elevated? Oh, totally. totally. Right. Yeah. So I mean, as we're talking about Matthew twenty five earlier. I sort of have this spiritual sobriety about me and emotional sobriety as mm-hmm. we're talking about it conceptually. In but the in, moment. But in real time, <laughs> yeah, in real time, the Lord is is uh, is really giving us splendid opportunities when I don't mm-hmm. feel like it or when I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, in the right disposition for it. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm cranky. I'm not feeling well. I, 
I've I've had kind of a tough day. Yeah. I need a break and I don't yeah. get one and someone else presents themselves. Mm-hmm. Another person to to serve or to minister. Mm-hmm. And that's a real test there. Yeah. But like like as we said, you know, for every test that presents itself, you 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 fail and and you you succeed in some too. And just yeah. yesterday I was at Costco. Um I dropped Grace off uh at preschool. And so it's one of those rare moments in in the course of the day when I'm child free. Two hours, I, I, but it, but I can, it's yeah. like I can hear the sixty minutes clock ticking. In my head. <laughs> I know the rush is on. I've got things to do, including you know having some and moments for myself. And it must be completed in that it. time. And wouldn't you know it? I bumped into somebody at Costco I knew, and we're not we're not friends, we're, we're acquaintances, but uh, you know we've we've been in the same place at the same time enough to have shared stories sure. about ourselves. Sure. And so I, I knew some things about this guy and. He stopped me and was was sharing uh, some struggles he was going through, huh. and uh, you know while 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 that sixty minutes clock is going off in my head, yeah. I, I knew you know you, you need to you need to listen to this guy you need to, you need to empathize you know in, in whatever way you can you know. Yeah. I reminded him that the most important part of his life is still ahead, and whatever has happened in the past is in the past, and shared his suffering with him and yes. You know, and encountered God in doing so. Yes. You know, because because Christ was present sacramentally in him and his suffering and his sorrow and his poverty. Yeah. And I recalled that, you know, and yeah. it was a really powerful moment, a really powerful um chance to grow. Mm. So um it, it it happens like we said, all the time throughout the course of the day, continuously. Yeah. Um the opportunities are there. Um Dorothy Day, personal hero of mine, um, you know, lay woman from the mid 20th century who loved Christ and his church fiercely, but also loved the poor fiercely um, and was, for that reason, misunderstood by many. Um, but she's not a saint yet, although I think it's it's pretty much inevitable that she will be canonized. I mean, she is, she is a saint, but she hasn't been officially canonized yet. I think mm-hmm. it, it'll happen. But um, she, commenting on Matthew 25, and also sort of a corollary principle that's in the rule of St. Benedict, notes that, um, you know, we, we, don't, we don't serve the poor because they remind us of Christ. We don't, we don't serve people because they remind us of Christ. We serve people because they are Christ. Again, emphasizing that, that, that strong, almost sacramental identity between Christ and his people, which comes about because of the incarnation. I mean, because of the things we talked about earlier in this, uh, in this series about Christ or about God extending his presence throughout creation by means of the incarnation. Jesus, help us to see you, Mm. to see you in other, to see you in other in our ordinary experience. Mm. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're cast in the net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.